You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Hello and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey O'Finley. Oh, well, happy Monday. And siblings, if you didn't yesterday, today you need to be wishing uh, my sis Lace a belated birthday. Belated birthday, yes. You know, I don't know how I've never noticed, but we are technically two weeks apart. Exactly. Exactly two weeks apart. Because... How have we, in, in the time we've known each other, I don't know why this has never occurred to me. I, like, I knew our birthdays were close together, obviously, like, but well, in the same month anyway. But yeah. yeah, I think this was the first time where it just dawned on me that it was exactly two weeks apart since we were both landing on a Sunday. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, speaking of that, since you, you we were talking about how long we've known each other, uh, I... I stumbled like my phone likes to remind me of things oh and, sure you know yeah. it's just like hey you got some you got some photos you need to look back on five years ago yeah. and i was like five years ago and this date i wonder what it is and yeah. it was our very first meeting at twitchcon back on uh, long beach all the photos yeah. and everything like that and i was like oh yeah simpler uh, times yeah. oh i do i did still have some of the pictures of us just like sitting out on the boat mm-hmm I don't, we're just I, chatting and watching whatever out over the water. <laughs> wow, I'm going to have to see those because I don't think I have any photos like I that. I think I have two, but it was whatever we were looking at. But I just knew you were there because yeah. we had wandered off for some peace and quiet for a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right there. <laughs> and then we just sat down on the edge of the, the hotel boat thing that we were at and just sat there for like an hour, I don't know, until other people were like, where'd they go? And then we're like, all right, we're coming back. Yeah. Well, it was only one person that seemed to be <laughs> well, that, that's <laughs> pursuing <laughs> us on a regular right. basis. Yes. We were just trying to chat, you know, and yeah. we, we had like a chauffeur, uh, but yeah. we won't get into that. Anyway. <laughs> I think I, I've learned now. I just need moments of recharge. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If you I'm know. wandering off, it has nothing to do with the people there. I just, I need my moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it got a lot. And, you know, funny enough, I didn't realize how important uh, the place we were, or at least where I stayed, because I, I was like a, a, a nomad. I had nowhere to go. I had nowhere to stay. I was oh, just yeah. in town going, I guess I'm just going to leech. And luckily <laughs> I got to, to stay on the boat. But that was the Queen Mary. I didn't realize how big that that mm-hmm. was. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, this is we're, we're staying on a boat. And it's like a hotel. I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. And then I start looking into it after the fact. It was like, no, this is an important historic landmark. And I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a cool boat. I mean, obviously everything was super small when you got inside to the rooms and everything. But but still, I mean. You're technically not supposed to just stay in your room when you're out somewhere visiting, right? Just walking around the boat was cool. Oh, yeah. Seeing all the stuff they had hanging up was cool, you know, Mm -hmm. reading all that. So, yeah, it was a neat little little idea. Yeah, I I had a lot of fun with it. Just the atmosphere, even like when we were sitting out on the, the 
what do you call it? The main, because there's a word, there's a nautical ports. term, you know, for uh, the like boat. Like port side? No, that's probably like left or right, right? Um, Starboard, sure. maybe. I, Star- you know. Starboard sounds good. Is the deck. The port, the butt. I don't know. <laughs> we're not pirates. We're not <laughs> seafaring people. Anyway, we were at the, (laughs) we were on the front of the boat and it was like early morning, sun's coming up right on the ocean. And it, it was just like the, and I even got a picture of that. It was just like the best view Mm -hmm. that I've ever had. And I was like, I I could just soak this up all day. This is amazing. And in fact, I probably could have just enjoyed that as opposed to going to TwitchCon because, oh my God, that was probably did. Yeah, for the I most feel it was the year tried. we got in, though, right? And it wasn't as bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the year after where it was like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> yeah. 2018, that was San Jose, was it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. And Yeah, that's where I got screwed somehow. What What was it that... Well, the first day was just trying to get in. Get in, The yeah. line was so ridiculous that if you didn't pick up your badges the day before, because yeah. I think the line was even ridiculous for us, but Beth and I just happened to be in a different line mm-hmm. where they opened up a side door right about in the middle of the thing. So we ended up, I we would have been stuck outside for four or five hours also. Yeah. I think we just got lucky that the staff decided to open up that side door last minute and let us go through that security checkpoint. But yeah, I think most of people stayed outside in line for like four or five hours because it was just the most inefficient thing they had going on. Yeah. I remember I just said, fuck this after it was it was long enough for but me. But Sunday you just forgot your badge is what happened. So when we got there, you had forgotten your badge and you were like, I'm not going back home to come back. So I'm just leaving. Yeah, like, I just okay, said to hell with it. So I got to go in one day for the money that I paid and it was yeah. just like, I'm never doing and this again. they were again. being unreasonable about sell- selling you a new badge, I think was what it was too. Yeah. So I was like, well, no. It's like I've already paid for this. Can I just get? Can I just get like a temporary something? I feel like you could look up in the system that Stephen White paid for this ticket, or you know. Yeah, but no, they were just like, no, we're going to charge you another hundred dollars. I was like, well, then I'm Ooh. not going in. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't worth the first hundred. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't miss anything. I, I honestly, I felt like I just wanted to be there with you guys. TwitchCon Same. was. It, you the know, excuse. yeah, it was just a reason to come together and I really didn't give a shit. So if, if there had been a 2019 meeting at TwitchCon, I wouldn't, I would not have paid for a ticket. I would have just ta- paid to stay wherever we were staying. And if y'all wanted out. to, yeah. honestly, all of us, and I think I hear this sentiment from a lot of people who go, um, a lot of us had more fun at the outside events and the other things like the yeah. con itself wasn't that amazing or that many things to go see and do Mm -hmm. that most of the time you know you'd go there for an hour or two and then we would go what else do we want to see in the city that we're in yeah oh i had parties we had to go to you know something like but really the most fun i had i can't say was ever in a con floor Mm -hmm. oh in 2018 walking the streets of san jose I mean, I, I guess I should be grateful that it wasn't a crime-ridden town, or at least not to my knowledge. Oh, uh, w- I managed to wander in a bad a bad portion of it, but thankfully I wasn't alone. Because when we split that night, when I was yeah. like, thinking you all were coming out still to the bars, and then we went to the bars, <laughs> we wandered out. And I do remember st- like just hitting people on the shoulder going, we're still open for drinking. Yeah. Because <laughs> where mean- I'm from, we could drink till 4 or 5 a.m. I'm like, this is California. They have mm. to have 4 or 5 a.m. bars. Like, sure. they have to, right? Apparently not in San Jose. And then one of the ladies was like, and by the way, 
you don't want to keep walking down that direction <laughs> and started to explain. And I just looked at my buddy and I'm like, so Uber, <laughs> so we're leaving now. <laughs> that was enough for me. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. like, okay. I mean, I guess I just hit it during the day because I was never wandering late at night. But yeah, I mean, there was a moment, I, I think one day I'd gotten up really early and I walked down to a pastry shop. Because I thought, you know, I'll treat everybody to some some donuts and pastries and coffee and whatnot. And I wanted mm-hmm. some coffee. And I just, I found a place that was just a few blocks down. So I, I took a stroll down there. It's a really nice place. Really, mm-hmm. like, homegrown, you know, local little spot. And yeah. I don't know. I just, I enjoy the atmosphere. Like, walking the mm-hmm. streets. I probably walked several miles. You know, yeah. good for the heart, good for the body. You know, and you know, and that was actually about the time I was really starting to change my diet and everything yeah, like that. So I was a little slimmer, not as slim as I am today, yeah. but you know, a little slimmer. No, definitely. When I look at that picture from us at that TwitchCon where we have like, you could tell I'm hammered, and we just have like our faces <laughs> pushed together, you know, like ah, uh, uh, you know, and to your face now, huge difference. Oh yeah. And I don't mean that as a pun. That's no, no, no. <laughs> no, I, I, it's it's difficult sometimes to look back at those. I mean. I'm not like massive or anything no. like that, but still, I I look at it and I'm just like, why couldn't I do that then, now but or whatever? You just gotta be thankful you finally did and and try to move forward with it, be happy where you're at. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I try to be. I mean, for the most part, I am. It, but sometimes, like oh, here sure. here in the last, I'd say since my birthday is weird as that may be. So in the last two weeks, I've started to notice this trend that my weight's going up. And it was like, so I can't even enjoy cake now and ice cream because the moment I did that, I swear to God, it was like the scale was like, like you put on a few pounds. And I was like, I just had cake and ice cream one fucking day. Can I not? Can I not have that? You know? Yeah, you can. You just can't look. Apparently not. The only saving grace for me is I just never look. Yeah. That could be my bad part, too, because then I never notice when I'm putting it on, you know, until you go to the doctor and I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> There's 30 extra or whatever. Sure. But, right. Um, right. Yeah. I think I think honestly, my problem right now is I just need like I'm not as active as I once mm-hmm. was. Oh, so I feel that hard. Luckily, it's not bit me in the ass too hard. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, I see that I've put on a few, but it's not this massive amount like. 10 pounds most. Like you can still put your pants on. and. Not oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. but you just kind of feel it and something's just not quite right. And it's like, all right, I just need to, just a li- if I could just yeah. get rid of that. And uh-huh. all I need to do is just get, I need to be active because I start thinking. I used to go do little 30-minute walks or I used mm-hmm. to, you know, just a little bit of cardio exercise, just something to kind of keep me moving. And Shit, just doing your yard work would do that for you. you oh, know? yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And see, that that's another great example. I mean, if you yeah. take a look back when I was having to mow the lawn and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it was lower. And now that I'm yeah. not doing that... Well, it's the hibernation period, right? It's getting colder. We don't want to go. Well, I don't know how cold it's getting for you. Oh, no, no, no. It's been frigid. Like, I think the other day it was high 47 and I was like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. So then we're almost about the same waking up because we've been waking up in like 35. Although this weekend, uh, balls. I'm very happy. It's supposed to be in the 70s and sunny. So mm-hmm. take our uh, third summer, I guess, whatever. Yeah, I think that's today's forecast. It should be... You know, somewhere mid seventies, so it'll be yeah. kind of nice and cool, sunny, and everything like go. that. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yard work in. Yeah, I really need to. I mean, it doesn't. 
the grass is already dead, <laughs> but it could probably <laughs> use just like a, 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 you know, nice flattening just to kind of to make it look nicer. But yeah, I mean, grass is just like oh, dead. <laughs> we didn't survive the first frost. I'm mm. sorry, sir. <laughs> So I got two things I want to talk to you about real quick. Yeah. One, I just, I wanted to bring this up because I felt like it, it's amusing because I cannot understand for the life of me why this is happening. So, okay. you, I mean, you you get spam emails, right? Sure. And, and usually when they're trying to uh, be personal with you, with whatever, it'll be like, hey, uh, super mega crash. And I was like, that's not my name. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure with you, it'd be like, hey, you know, whatever, you know, your email address is. And it's like, zero, zero, one from back yeah. in the day or whatever. Or, zero, zero, seven. or hey, you or hey. Mm-hmm. Business name. Business customer. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it may be. Just something yeah. stupid. Well, for, I'm so confused by this because I don't understand how this name got associated with the email. I get spam emails. On a regular basis, in the Super Mega Crash Gmail, that we we tell people to email us, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. But for some reason, the spam emails uh, are all addressed to someone named Marion, and I don't know how <laughs> you get Marion from Super Mega Crash. Ooh, maybe she she did like Super Marion Crash or something like but, for hers, and they got confused or. We've never had a Marion on the show. I'm just saying we don't know who's got what on their Twitter or on their socials for email. But who is Marion? I I just want to know who Marion is. (laughs) I don't know. They're just like, hey, Marion, we have this thing for you. And I'm like, who are you talking to? excuse for the people making the email. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it was one off. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so weird. It's so bizarre. And I think we're going to have to turn it into a joke at some point. Because oh, if you get a bunch of good ones, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who this is. <laughs> yes. Well, my my favorite one still to date was the people trying to show us how amazing the captioning would work for our podcast. And it was the most god-awful captioning I'd ever seen in my life. Didn't yeah. even bother to spell check, make sure the words were right, spell my name right, nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, your, this is your opening bid? Yeah. And you wanted money for that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> And funny enough, I did get another. Now, this didn't seem to be spam. I kind of dug into it a little bit. So mm-hmm. this is a little free promotion for them, I guess. I got an email from some company called Gallus. I'm going to assume that's how you pronounce it. G-A-L-A-S dot okay. F-M. They're another Gallus. one of those podcasting platforms yeah. that, you know, because there's not enough. And this guy seemed to be out of Ukraine. He's got this new startup. And the whole idea is that you take this link and you post it in your show notes. And then that can direct people to your Gallus account. And then you can have a real conversation with your your fans about your show. And I'm sitting there thinking, that would be fantastic. But, you know, we can't even get them to comment (laughs) as it is. Well, if we spread about too far, too. Like, we finally got some people in the Discord. I'd be like, oh, okay, and then you also want to do this thing. So that might be more beneficial for, like... I mean, maybe. I'm not going to... Those pods that are popping off, and they got, like, all these people coming in there or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to give it a shot, but, I mean, I'm kind of like you. Let's go to Discord. We, we've we given you a, a link to this thing where we're all going to be. Mm-hmm. We're all there. 
So let's let's go have that conversation over here. But I mean, if if you prefer if you not do, to do that, I get it. You'd want to start the whole thing there. Like I've not done any podcasting before. This seems like a one stop place. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So it's something to look into. I might post the link in this episode. So if you happen to see it, we'll see. We'll Who see. knows? You we'll know see what happens. Yeah. Because I, I did look into it. It is legit. It didn't seem to be a spam thing or anything, mm-hmm. but. Ah, you know, there's just, just so many the service you need. Yeah. You know, and I know I bad mouth good pods, uh, a few episodes back and they, they're, they're so continuing to be nice with their, Hey, you've, you've reached our charts. And I was like, I don't know how I'm doing that, but thank you. I'm glad. Right. We're, thank you for the reminder. I just wish it, I mean, if we were number one on the good pods charts, then, you know, I'd be singing their praises all day, but you know, we, we only seem to break the top 20. Sorry. Which I guess is fine. Yeah. So, whatever. I mean. I'm or, or it's that uh, spam email to keep us thinking something's really happening over there. We've got to hurry up and get back. Mm-hmm. Urgent. But we we had another surge in listeners, and I don't know where this, you know, if you take a look is at the. Is it Sonic again? It no, Sonic? this this seemed to be like a mass download. I'm assuming maybe we got a, a new follower because loading up for a trip or something every episode now has a view or a download so i'm assuming well thank you listener where this Sibling. yeah wherever this spike happened they were downloading a massive amount to oh, good well fun go through Hopefully the backlog we maybe. brought in any sibling there listen mm-hmm. at your leisure I, I always warn you if you go back to the the early days they're not as um, fun. They're definitely different. You know, they're different. It's just a different different beast. Well, especially when you take a look at some of the, like, the stories or the reviews that I was probably doing and I was trying mm-hmm. to, to touch on. They, they weren't, the stories weren't, you know, they... they as robust. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, I did my Deep research, dive. but I didn't put a lot of, you know, a lot of heart and a lot of uh, uh, embellishments like into it. Touches. Yeah. yeah, or even like if you take a look at the guests, like there was a moment where we would have guests on and be like, hey, uh, there's this person and they're coming on the show. Welcome this person. Yeah. And then now when we have a guest, what do you get? You get an introduction, yeah, a proper do. introduction. And people love it's that. like you're famous for it now. Yeah, you can't yeah. not do it anymore. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I felt like if we're going to do guests, whether it be here or another show or whatever, I'm going to. The people need to to feel like you're hearing oh, somebody. Absolutely, important. and having you on the show, we clearly already were enamored with whatever it was that you were doing, mm-hmm. and we've never been a gotcha pod. No, like we just like having people on that we want to talk to, and people that we like and already like what they're doing. You right. Know? So, so there you go. So I'm excited about that. Uh, lastly, yeah. before we get into our meat, uh, hey, did did you know? <laughs> This is this is hilarious. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. It's so hilarious. Did you know that there are five states that have slavery on the vote this year? Wait, what? Yeah. Let me explain. Please. Let me explain. Please Let me explain. do, because... Uh, five states, Alabama, Louisiana, Oregon, which really surprised really? me, okay. Tennessee, no surprise there. Um. And Vermont, I'm really surprised that, you know, Atlanta, Vermont? or not Atlanta, Georgia, and, and any of those, Kentucky. But so yeah. Wait, so Vermont, Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee. And Oregon. And Oregon. Okay. okay. Interesting. They have 
a vote on the ballot, which will close loopholes that led to the proliferation of a different form of slavery. Slavery. I don't know. Did I say slavery? It I sounded feel like, like it. I did, but it could have been the power of my mind just putting in the uh, the gaps. <laughs> Let's assume that's what I said. Um, these loopholes, they want to create slaves out of criminals. I thought we were already doing that technically. Well, you know, they have money. You know, they get paid cents on the dollar or whatever. But... Mm. It says oh, so they don't get the pennies anymore. So no, it says like. forced labor by people convicted of certain crimes. None of the proposals would force immediate changes in the state's prisons, although they could lead to the legal challenges related to how they use prison labor, uh, which is very much like slavery. Mm-hmm. It's a an effort is part of the national push to amend the Thirteenth Amendment, which banned slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, when there was a lawmaker in Tennessee, this is how it got on my radar, Mm -hmm. that caught this and was like, whoa, 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 what? And are trying to scramble to make sure that this doesn't happen because, you know, what? I mean, it might not seem that cut and dry when you you read it or you see it. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not saying, hey, we're going to bring slavery back, but it's... The details. Oh, they always like to use flowery language and things like that that makes it sound nicer. Yeah. Than it is. And and they'll just play on the heartstrings of, but it's just criminals. Mm-hmm. And that that's part of the problem. Now, I'm not going to say that some criminals deserve to be treated. There's varying degrees. Let's be real. It's yeah. not a one size fits all situation. But you think about it. Most people, what do they do? You equate a murderer the same way with someone who had. Like stole a like candy a, bar. Yeah, a drug possession charge. Or like you said, stealing a candy bar. You know, you all you hear is criminal and that's in the story. Yeah. So you were in prison. Oh, okay. Missed a few parking tickets. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Now I'm a criminal for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yep. So not the same. No. And and people should not be treated as such. And and they may not be, to be fair, because I think a lot of the times they'll uh, once one side will always uh, leave out things to make it more scary, and then the other side will do the same. So yeah, we kind of got to really look through the bills that are there and see what's actually going on instead of listening to any side tell us what it means. Because sometimes we'll find mm-hmm. without go- us to believe something that's not exactly there. Without going into great detail, I do have to tell you this. I didn't hear the entire conversation. I just heard enough. I've told you about the guy that uh, is at my job who is a hardcore. He's one of those real. Like real conspiracy theorist type QAnon the, dude. The Trump supporter that hears everything from Fox News and will repeat it verbatim. Like if you've heard the rhetoric. He learned his lines. Yeah, he, he's, he repeats the rhetoric. Now, I had my earbuds in. Like I normally do, because I just like to drown out all the garbage. Sure. And I guess for a brief moment, whatever music had stopped, or I had to turn it off for a second, and I had to hear what he was saying. I turned it back on pretty quick, because, again, I didn't want to hear. Mm-hmm. But I heard enough. And tell me how, how, how hilarious this is. Uh, it went something to the effect of, you know... Uh, it's, it, it makes no sense that a man has that much power that he can just sign something into law. I mean, what kind of what kind of system do we have here that uh, one man has that much power? I was like, the same fucking power that every other president prior to him has had. And he can't just sign it into law. 
<laughs> but he can't. you see the ridiculousness of it? Yes. So well I, well, I learned a long time ago. It's just because, well, it depends on which side is winning, on how much they agree with what they're yeah. doing. Like, I've seen them both sides do it. As long if they're in power, it's fine. But if you, they're not, how could you be allowed? You know, you like, can't equate that. Every but, president has had that power. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I was just I know. like, God damn it. You know, the stupid, the, the sheer why, ignorance. That's why I said the older I get, the more I realize adults don't know what they're talking about either. None they don't. Do. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it. it's, oh my God, it hurts well, my brain. It's, just the, it's the ability to do the mental gymnastics in your brain to make it make sense for whatever you need it to make sense for. The confirmation bias is real in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So as long as it sounds good and something we agree with, we will hold it until the day we die. Even if we find out we're wrong. No. I'm just going to keep saying that because pride at that point or something. True, true. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, C-SPAN, I, I stand C-SPAN. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's unbiased, it's it's the best way to go. Well, most, it's just because there's not a lot of talking heads telling me how to think on C-SPAN. They're just like pointing a camera at a thing and just letting you watch. You know? That's so true. Like, that's true. That feels like the least biased I can get. Yeah. It's just watching a thing and understanding it in my own way. Fair yeah. enough. So, tell me what you've been playing. So, I kind of had a slower week with games. I actually was a little busy this week, but I did, if it makes any difference, I downloaded the newest Plague's Tale. I just haven't gotten around to doing it, um, because that, of course, came out this week. So, if you've been playing it, siblings, let us know. How are you enjoying it? Because I thoroughly enjoyed the first one, so I'm anticipating to enjoy the second. Um, But, so, it's downloaded and ready to go, and... Persona 5 Royale came to Game Pass Ooh, okay. uh, on the 21st. So I had that preloaded and ready to go. Uh, <laughs> and um, then I just ended up downloading The Tenants, which is another one of my sim games, because they had a full release. And I'm like, cool, let's see what's new. Um, please let me skip the tutorial. <laughs> please, for the love of God. Now, I know this one, it, it made sense for me to go through because they added so many new features and different things that I actually hadn't seen. So I was like, okay, fair. After we got to a certain part of it, I'm like, yeah, you need to show me this because this didn't exist before. But I hope they do eventually add the ability to skip all that because if you want to start a new game, that's kind of obnoxious to be forced into the learning how-to tutorial. But maybe mm-hmm. that's just me. I don't know. But I'll be damned if it's there. I couldn't find it. Yeah. I tried. <laughs> tried um but then outside of that i just ran some scenarios on this little school simulator that i play too mm-hmm. i had all these ones downloaded and ready to go and never got around to it and then some slay the spire on my steam deck okay i don't know why i'm starting to play that again because you're I, obsessed you love it i know i take a, like a year off and then i'll come back and be like i can't slay the spire and i keep trying all the different characters and just dying over it. i'm like how did i do this before <laughs> I'm on like four and five and 11 and something else with the other ones. And now I can't get through one rank, but, um, but yeah, that, that, that's about it. I preloaded a bunch of stuff for me to start and then never got around to being able to start them. So I should have a really great, um, next weekend ahead, you know, uh, what about you? Uh, I did get to play something new. I set the Avengers aside, even though I would like to continue with some of the, extra side story stuff. Mm-hmm. And I started thumbing through some of the games here recently that I was, I think I was talking about last week. 
and I, I wanted to see if oh, there would be, be the PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to see if there was something on there that would really kind of catch my eye or just something seemed smaller that maybe I could breeze through a little bit, but you know, still have a lot of fun with or just seem fun. And I chose Nine Monkeys of the Shaolin. Okay. And it harkens back a little bit. I won't say that it's identical to those like beat 'em ups, but it has that that kind of flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And I really, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm I'm kind of hoping that you know I can play it a little bit this weekend because I was able to actually play it two player, and that was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But it's you you kind of you're like this guy whose whose village has been you know ravaged by these thugs or whatever and old whatever i I, (laughs) names and things are just slipping my mind anyway you are looking to get revenge so you go out and they give you like a staff Mm -hmm. and you have basic abilities you know you like you have your your basic you know, wah, 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 you like your attacks, the and then staff? you have like a thrust okay. attack, and you have a kick, kick attack, and then you have a dodge, and mm-hmm. all the movement is very fluid, but you can kind of work in different ways on how you move, and what you got to block, and you've got to, you got to know how to fight. Mm-hmm. So at first, especially the way the buttons are set up, it feels like I wish I could have mapped the buttons just a little bit differently because of how I would want to play it. Because hitting triangle is not what I want to do is my primary. You know what I mean? Right. Square is my primary. That's just where my brain is wired. Yeah. But once you kind of get used to it, I mean, it's, you kind of feel the flow and you can really do some pretty awesome moves, kick some ass and Mm -hmm. and into these groups and everything. And it's kind of has this, reminds me of those, you know, beat em ups, like the distance, but so you kind of get most of the screen. how you see it but it's all 3d you know uh and it's not like open for you to move around it's it's still scrolling from left to right but everything has this 3d interesting you know two and a half d 3d kind of yeah kind of kind of you know so a little very linear and where you're going and and Mm -hmm. the stages seem pretty quick like you can kind of beat everybody up and and move along Mm -hmm. uh but there is some challenge to it as well like especially with bosses there was one boss that we fought and it was just for a moment we were just like, God damn, you know what, what can we do? Because you have like this, uh, parry move. So people Uh from a distance can be sitting there throwing darts at you or shooting arrows or whatever. But if you parry properly, you can knock it back, you know, Uh and hit them with their own stuff. And one of these bosses, I mean, this dude was just like nonstop coming at you and two people were throwing these bombs at you. So we're just sitting there trying to juggle all this. And even if you knocked a bomb back, another guy would come out. So it was just constant, you know? So so there was a moment like we had already failed, I think twice trying to do it. It was like, damn it, we've got to figure this out. We're not going to come this far. And then this son of a bitch. Leave it here. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. And we... Whatever happened, Katrina had gone down and she was just like, just keep going because you can revive your partner. <clears throat> okay. And the boss's life was like so close. And she's like, just just beat him. Just beat him. Just get him. Get him. Get I was him. like, all right. So, I mean, I put everything into it. And uh-huh. the next thing I know, the boss was going down. I was like, oh, my God. Because I was like dodging, parrying, everything. I was like, I'm using everything. Skills. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It was just... 
My heart was racing. It was like, sure. I, I could do this. <laughs> and I did. Got it. And I'm sure it felt great. Katrina's cheering you on, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just a little fun. Uh, another thing uh, that they kind of add in, I would say it's kind of an RPG element. So for every level that you, or I say level, it's a stage. level. Yeah, level, stage. Yeah. Because you have this map and there's somebody, you start every uh, section in this little hut and it's mm-hmm. kind of like your main hub. And then... One guy will kind of point you to the next mission. You, They'll give you three points on a map. And you'll collect... They look like... Um, what do you call it? Uh, the boat... Uh, like the wheel? Yeah. Yeah, a boat wheel. Stirring? The a stirring st- wheel? A stirring wheel. <laughs> I don't know why I can't think of words. I'm not going to make fun of you. My brain breaks all the time. <laughs> Uh, but that's what they look like, but they're golden. And then those are kind of experience points that you can take to another, like your trainer in the, in the hut and your currency. Yeah. And then you can use that to up your skills. So you can, you know, increase your attack power, your defense, certain moves that you have. So your Mm -hmm. kick, your main attack or your thrust. And then you'll also learn from that guy special moves. So you'll, it's pretty much like holding L2 and hitting one of your attack buttons and then that will do something. Sometimes it's like a a super move where you're just like hitting a whole Mm. bunch of characters at once or something a little bit more mystical where you can kind of freeze them and, Mm. you know, kind of take care of business, kind of freeze you up. So, and then again, once you learn those, then you can apply points to those and then build yourself up to be stronger and stronger. Yeah. I stuck with basic for starters you know, so I can kind of get that going. The and then, of it, yeah. Yeah. So that way I at least know that my my basic moves are top notch. You got and the then, basics down pat. A good yeah. staple. Basic, yeah. Yep, yep. And then that way I can work on the other stuff, but I don't need to rely on it. Because again, like any good RPG, you have a bar. You can only use it so much. So mm-hmm. the basics are what I'm going to be using most anyway. So I'll just, I'll build that up, sure. make myself strong. While and then waiting for your specials to reload yeah, or something. Yeah. I'll worry about that later. So it's, it's really neat. And then you can even find a new equipment. Uh, you can find, you can get new staffs, new shoes, new beads, and then they have certain elements that, mm-hmm. that you can pass along. Maybe like, I know there was one pair of shoes cause we'd found a few and one made us faster, you know, okay, it wasn't yeah. like super fast, but you could just feel that your, your pacing is faster. Mm-hmm. And then we got another pair and then they were supposed to be for, I, I can't Maybe it was something where it changed the effect and it was like, oh, that would be cool. But then we slowed down and I was like, I like being faster. Yeah. I like, I like you know, having the speed. It's hard to go back to slow after being fast. Yeah, because I didn't even realize that we we were slow, you know, until you had it and then it was gone. I was like, no, I need the speed. So it, it was just kind of nice that they kind of changed every... Uh, attribute of your weapons and your your gear so mm-hmm. you can try to find the one that works best for you nice yeah. so I, I really enjoyed that so i'm looking forward to continue to what play that again nine monkeys of shaolin nine monkeys of shaolin okay. and you can even find secrets i found this out too i think there's only five uh five worlds and you can even go back and replay them that's another thing too uh mm-hmm. if if you happen to miss something like the secrets the secrets from what i've seen thus far it's not really anything like huge. 
It's mm-hmm. maybe you can change your appearance, do the big head thing, you know, just basic little. Just for funsies? Or yeah, kind of stuff like that. Okay. I don't th- I don't think there was anything, or at least we haven't found anything that's like, oh my God, that will make us a god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Be. Yeah, as far as I know, there's a secret in every level, and I didn't realize that until I was kind of looking it up. And I was like, I wonder what all the secrets are. And then it was like, yeah, every level has a secret. And I was like, well, shit. We haven't found a secret in every level. Mm-hmm. So it gives us a reason to go back and look if we wanted to. Absolutely. But I highly recommend it if you like the the kind of beat-em-up games. It's a, it's not like, though, it has that flavor to it, but it, it puts mm-hmm. its own spin on it. And I really enjoy the uh, martial arts aspect of it. Say, it sounds like it's fine. I might have to give that a download. Give it a look-see. Yeah, especially once you figure out your method, the dodge, the parry. I mean, you've just got to be on it. And if you can do it right... You balance it out. Oh, man, you can kick so much ass. It's a lot of fun. Sounds like I'd be very, very full of rage. It took... I won't say that it was, like, easy for me to just pick it up. Because, again, the the button mapping... mapping. I was just like... Did they let you remap? I I don't think so. At least maybe I need to dig into it. PC letting me just remap that I just don't even think about it when it comes to console. Mm -hmm. So maybe I should look into it a little harder, but... um, don't think so and it, that's that was what was throwing me off sure. at the beginning because i was like man come on my brain's used to going to these two buttons for specific moves and mm. yeah did uh, you ever play dead cells i don't know what made me think of that when you were talking about because i know it's on playstation i yeah, feel like you'd love it it's it's one of those i did add to my library i will play it i did want to try it out because i know everybody was talking about it there for it a while it is a really good game yeah definitely made me rage but you're like a lot better at platformers and stuff so you might be able to get obviously get through it. i thought it was great so mm. i've just throwing that out there okay. i think you would love it yeah i do i do want to check it out so it's mm-hmm. it's on my list of things to to get around to i feel Excellent. wasn't that one of those procedurally generated uh, it, they do kind of change the maps up each run mm-hmm. i mean you'll eventually see the same maps but you're not necessarily guaranteed to be like starting in the same one or something right, so right. yes and it is permadeath so once you've lost your three you do have to start all the way over so, you know I think that was one of the reasons I'd avoided it. <laughs> and that's a fair reason. That is a fair reason. But I actually thought it was fine. Mm. So I feel like I have more rage about that kind of stuff than most. Maybe not. I don't Maybe know. Mm-hmm. But I got through it. One run. That's okay. it. I was never able to go back and beat like big boss after you beat the one boss, you know. So once I made it through one full run, I was very proud of myself for that and then probably never touched it again. So I was like, we got to go out on top. Yeah. This is the best it's going to get. <laughs> um, but yeah, to to a degree. But I think you'll start to recognize some of them. It's not like a pluth- like endless maps that just get generated. You sure. Know? I mean, I did play Returnal for a while, so oh, perhaps. Yeah, you didn't want to. Yeah, I was I was hesitant, but I gave it a shot, mm-hmm. and you know, I just don't I don't like when they they put you in those positions where yeah. you can't. I just want to learn it. Yeah, I feel like I'm good. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm good at playing games, and and I do my best, and I even got to the second level. But damn, dude. Yeah. You just, yeah. it's just like, no, Perma we're just going to throw everything at you. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, all yep. right. Yep. So. It's like the final boss in the OG uh, God of War. Mm-hmm. Or bosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since it was like three. 
So you got any news? You got anything you want to talk about? I do. You know, I hopefully you've been reading a little bit about this situation because one of the things I want to discuss, being voice actors and everything ourselves, or mm-hmm. at least at one point in time, um, probably been reading about this Bayonetta news yes. that had been going on between Hel- Helena Taylor and, uh, well, I don't even want to put Jennifer Hale. It seems like she just kind of got lumped in because of being recast. But if you're not familiar, although I feel like the siblings here probably have been read up on this, um, just because it took a twist that was a little hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was coming out last week as we were recording. I was hearing mumblings yes. of it, but no real meat was coming out as to what was going on, you know? Um so as it started to my memory, anyway, Helena Taylor, she's the original voice actor for the Bayonetta games, uh, came out asking players to protest the newest game as she had been screwed over on pay to mm. reprise her role. Um, and she came out in a video on, a, on, on Twitter um, explaining why. You know, and told us, you know, in the beginning, she's letting us know how well trained she is, um, going on to explain all of her credits, who she's trained under, and all of the, you know, her big, you know, I'm worth mm-hmm. it kind of situation, and just the caliber of people she's worked under and trained under. And then said uh, that she was, uh, would be paid $4,000 US total. Yeah. So I listened to the video, and her words were a buyout flat rate. Right. That that so it's just leading us to believe it was just 4K for the entirety of this thing. And you're out the door. Right. Um, so now taking her word for it. Yes, that's very insulting. Like, I feel like your union would step in on something like that, because I know there are certain rates, which is a lot lower, by the way. Right. 4K is a lot higher than what just a standard base rate for that is. Unfortunately, voice actors. um do get more of an insulting pay than on-camera actors. Um, Take that for what you will. Uh, But she concluded, of course, asking fans to boycott the game and instead spend the money donating it to just a charity. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't have a charity, just you put it in charity that you like. And she asked, and so Helena is saying she asked for a reasonable rate, uh, but didn't go on to say what that rate was, right? So as you know, or probably have heard by now, Jennifer Hale was cast as the voice of Bayonetta after Helena declined. So it seems like Jennifer just kind of got drug along into this, having been recast, but being under NDA and keeping her NDA, whereas Helena is not keeping her NDA, um, pretty much she was just like not having any public thing to say because it just seemed like she just, as far as she knew, she was just recast in a role that was declined. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know all the behind the scenes stuff. She, you know, they're both were under NDA. Sure. Uh, so the only thing I've really seen Jennifer do is retweeting articles mm-hmm. talking about it, which is what would kind of lead me to believe where she's trying to like go, hey, look at this one. This is a little more accurate to the things that I know for sure was going on, you know, but never right. would make a, an official statement, which was probably the smart way to go about it. Um, quickly thinking she just betrayed a voice actor. You know, which is what the internet did. Like, screw you, Jennifer. Can't believe you would take it. She was only getting 4K, you know. But it kind of took a twist, which is what I wanted to discuss with you. Because, and, and again, this is all just stuff that I'm reading. I don't know if anything is 100% that we know for a fact what happened. But right. it started to come out that she was not, in fact, only offered 4K flat buyout rate. But it was 4K per recording session up to at least five sessions. Oh. So we're looking at 15 to 20K. 
And I think what I was hearing was she was requesting a six-figure salary for it. And then Platinum Games was like, but no, that's that's too much. You know, um, that's in the eye of the beholder, whether you think six digits. But she did say that she wanted residuals. Right. So, and I'm guessing in the voice world, you don't really get a lot of those offers. Mm -hmm. So it's sounding like, anyway, from what I'm reading, that she wasn't being completely truthful coming out. But that's, again, if we're to believe one side over the other. I don't think Jennifer would just take a 4K buyout because, I mean, she's very well known in the voice acting community as well. Plenty Mm -hmm. of really great credits under her belt i don't know what do you think have you been reading up on that i have heard about all this i know that uh stephanie sterling talked about it last week on their show and that's that's where i heard kind of the base element and there did seem to be i don't want to say something there was something odd about it you know just something a little off and i was just like well that's it just seems weird you know and and but I, we just kind of took it at face value and was like, okay, yeah. And then... Well, yeah, we all instantly was like, that sucks, yeah. you know? And and I guess I missed a lot of the details that you kind of brought up where some of the, the greater details came through. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of like you. I don't feel like Jennifer Hale would be that type of person because we, we actually kind of saw something similar to this, not in the gaming space, but in animation... Mm-hmm. where John DiMaggio was refusing to return as Bender for Futurama on Hulu. And it was because he felt that the pay offer was not substantial to what they should be getting paid. And he was like, it's not just about me. It's mm-hmm. about everybody. Yeah. He was like, you know, they we all deserve something. It's like, we, we're not scale actors we're putting these characters to life right we we are these characters without us you don't have this and a hundred percent i agree i mean we're talking about and i I almost feel like we had the same problem back with no more heroes because when they had when travis strikes again came out it was not robin atkin downs who had done travis's voice in the first two games so i was concerned you know, that he wasn't going to come back for three. And I think that was even something he even took to Twitter and was like, hey, you know, what what the fuck, you know? And yeah. I honestly feel like he, it felt like he got blindsided by it. Mm-hmm. Because the way his tweets were coming off, it was like, I, no one asked me to come back, you know? So, oh, I, you yeah. know, so voice actors matter. You get connected to these people. You get connected to the actor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jennifer would know that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't blame her, you know. I I just, especially with what I know right now, things could change in the future. But, I mean, it's still as far as it goes for me as I can tell. She was an actor who auditioned for a role and got a role. That's that's how I was seeing it, you know. And, again, she's, unless something's come out that I've just missed in the last couple of days, but I haven't seen, like, Jennifer do an official statement other than – just saying that she is under NDA and not at liberty to really speak a lot about it. So, like, I saw that. I did 
put down like her only statement that I saw um, as a longtime member of the voice acting community. I support every actor's right to be paid well and have advocated consistently for this for years. Mm-hmm. And anyone who knows me has followed my career will know that I have great respect for my peers and that I am an advocate for all members of the community. I am under NDA and I'm not at liberty to speak regarding this situation. My reputation speaks for itself. I sincerely ask that everyone keep in mind that this game has been created by an entire team of hardworking, dedicated people, and I hope everyone will keep an open mind about what they've created. Finally, I hope everyone involved may resolve their differences in an amicable and respectful way with love and respect to you all, Jennifer Hale. So that's, yeah, I feel a very professional way to do it kind of felt like she might have gotten cornered in this whole situation. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know any of these people personally. No, no. They can all it, be garbage humans for all I know. But right. it just seems like she kind of got stuck in a bad situation by taking a part, probably not knowing it was fully leaded the mm. way that it was. Sure. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the four, and that's something that everyone could just have their own discussion about, right? Because if you're looking at, the rates, like the lowest rate there that they're supposedly union can offer you per session was like 1000 something. Yeah. In some cases, 900, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel that's low. Sure. But that is what the union decided has to be at least a thousand dollars per recording hour or whatever. Um, or session, however they have it written up in their contracts, you know, uh, do you think 15 to 20 K sounds fair for a voice actor for a series of this I mean, I feel like it's a big game, but not it's, insanely huge. But maybe I'm wrong. It, but I don't want to say that it's not a, a big game, but I don't feel like it, it is of the caliber of something like Call of Duty or right. Battlefield. And I, and I don't mean that like the game doesn't matter. Sure. But when you look at something like Grand Theft Auto, right? You know, GTA Five. I feel sorry for those voice actors who probably gotten dick. Yeah, from, God, I hope they renegotiated something. Yeah, be, probably right. Because <laughs> I feel like I, I did hear that that they somehow got screwed over. They they signed on not knowing what the game was going to be. Yeah, and do you think Rockstar was just like, oh, you know what, we we really should pay them, you know, a little extra to for, go back? Yeah, because right now companies don't do that <laughs> no of course not because no. they're making the money and it was like well you sign a contract so mm. yeah. and i guess that would be no different than uh the guy that signed over the rights to the witcher the the author of the witcher and the deal he cut with cd project red you remember uh, that because yeah. it was just like we'll pay you uh installments like for for you know percentage royalties and whatever or just uh-huh. one lump sum he's like yeah one lump sum I feel like a lot of people get screwed by doing it that way. But to be fair, how do you know it's going to take off? Right. And at least <laughs> now, see, in, in that case, I I couldn't really side with him because mm-hmm. they offered you both. And mm-hmm. you took the lump sum. So then when the game was starting to make money, you were like, uh, I, I need I need to get yeah. that money now. And it's like, no, no, no. You had the offer. I still feel like the right thing to do would have been to make it right when it blew up because you are still using their sure, thing. But sure. again, I know it's all legalese and in contracts and, and they all did. this kind of stuff. But. They did. They did offer him something. As far as I know, they got that squared away. But in the moment, I was just like, you had an option and you took the option. It wasn't like they were screwing. They offered you both. Mm-hmm. And this was your decision. 
In this, in the gaming scenario, again, I, I'm being—I don't know the, all the details, but with Grand Theft Auto and even this, you don't know what those games are going to be. You're an actor, so if you got paid scale, say it was the first Bayonetta got paid scale and was like, oh, okay, and mm-hmm. the game suddenly blew up, and they were like, well, we got to do a sequel. Part two comes around, you got to give me a little bit more because you saw what happened. Mm-hmm. You know that's how yeah, this that's negotiation works. But if you're going back to scale, or or less than, mm-hmm. if it continues to go up in popularity, and from what I know, these games are very popular within their own yeah, group. There should be a different way to put it if they're not already in there in these actors' contracts that mm-hmm. could say if, because yep. I mean, even if we don't know, I I do, and maybe it's just a moral center for me. If you're still using someone's likeness voice when it becomes successful, I feel like the nice or the right thing to do would be to pay it forward to those who helped you create the thing. Yeah. Not an unreasonable amount. Let's be fair. You know, there's lots of people that are working on a game. It's not just voice actors. You know, Mm -hmm. there's lots of programmers and people creating stuff and writing scripts and you know it. But it sounds like they were offering much more than previous offers probably because of the success of it i could be putting words in their mouth but but no platinum's platinum's stance is they offered 4k per recording session of up to at least five sessions could have been more yeah could have been less but or well i guess they said at least so you would have had to have at least done for the five (coughs) excuse me (coughs) so having 20k for the whole thing i don't know if that sounds fair it doesn't seem fair. I mean, more fair than the pre- previous offers, sure, because it's done better. You asked her back and all this kind of stuff. I guess I would need to, I, I really need to sit down and just talk to a uh, 100% voice actor. That's what they do as their gigs, and they run around to all of the different gigs to make ends meet mm-hmm. and see if that feels as insulting. Because from a Joe Schmo point, I'm like, that sounds pretty good, but. You're probably also selling them at 70 bucks a pop. You're also doing. So what What were the sales of the other Bayonetta games? Would that have, was there enough? Obviously, there wasn't enough oomph for them to go, okay, because they recast it. But. Eh. I, yeah, I don't know what sounds fair. I don't know what sounds fair. Yeah, it's. I. I feel like residuals should be something they should have um, as a consideration. Oh, yeah, most your definitely. leads, especially. I mean, not to discount everyone else, but, like, if you have a returning series like this, mm-hmm. maybe that does sound fair to offer them that. Why not? I mean... Because it sounds like that was one of the things she was asking for was residuals. Um, I don't know. She did come out and say that if, you know, Platinum was saying she was offered more than 4K, that it was categorically untrue. So we already have that complete diversion she's saying it was 4k flat buyout done they're saying it was 4k per recording session of up to at least five sessions so those are conflicting so someone is lying yeah and it's a little hard to believe the company sometimes because they have this habit but i don't want to discount them right but then i'm also like but jennifer Unless she did take less. I mean, she's not coming out with anything. For In my head, it just seems like for someone who did Mass Effect and like all these other big games that she would, would she know. take less than that. I I mean, she, she, especially doing something, a game like Mass Effect, she should know the value 
of her worth for that right. game. So, ah, uh, unless uh. she did, I don't know. I I mean, I don't know what she was paid. She's keeping her NDA. And legal. you know what? <laughs> I I mean, I like you said, we don't know her. She could have been hurting for money. Could have been. I, yeah, I this is know. the thing. I, I don't know. know any of these people personally. I don't know any of their moral centers, their values, their anything. I've just heard them in games. Mm-hmm. So um, I, so one of them is clearly lying because we have already got that conflict of, no, it was 4K per session. She says, no, it was 4K buyout total. Be on your way. Thank you mm-hmm. for your time. Um, so, yeah, she's saying that is 100% false that they offered her that much. Okay. I, I heard the rumor she was offered. She wanted six figures. I can't really find anything to back that up that she said she wanted six figures. So I, I don't know if that was just something that anyway, it wasn't in the video. Right. I'm taking what she put in her video as that's the only thing I can trust 100% coming from her mouth that that's what she believes happened or what right. she wants us to believe happened. However you want to frame it. I just hope it gets taken care of amicably. I don't know. It sounds like now that it blew up, she wants to be like, I just want this behind me now, you know? Sure. I I mean, I could imagine the hate and crap that's now being. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Especially just a female on the internet in general. But then you mess with gamers and. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping she just stays safe. And if she's telling the truth, I hope it doesn't shoot her in the foot for future work. I mean, this is this if is one of those. Not, well, in that case, you know, I don't know if I feel bad for you if you decided to lie about this sort of thing. Yeah, if you, the moment you're caught in a lie, I mean, you might as well just kiss your credibility you goodbye. The streets. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hear bullshit where you want me to trust you. You've been sitting here spouting, oh, you, you just don't understand what they've done to me. And then what do you do? You you come out and just be like, nope, I lied. Sorry. So it makes a lot of this, these situations. That's why we question it all the time. That's why we're sitting here going, I don't know who to believe. I don't know. I know. And and like one of the the bigger pieces or one of the pieces of people like Bloomberg. All right. They're the ones who supposedly looked through um, documentation Mm -hmm. that would have confirmed certain details. So Bloomberg said they actually saw documentation that confirms she was offered 15 to 20 K if we're going per session. So that already feels kind of gross because mm-hmm. now I'm like, was she lying about it? Um, so if they're seeing documentation that was provided from platinum games, that that is in fact what she was offered, then I can't help but think she did just lie to try to garner sympathy. Um, but Helena denies asking for six figures, which even I felt would have been kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But we see on camera talent get way more than that. But um, that it just didn't set well with me to, to, to think she was just coming out with an absolute lie Yeah. to try to get more money or to get people pissy at Jennifer, maybe. Like, I don't know. Which people will get pissy with her because, no, she's not Bayonetta, you know, and probably does such an amazing job. You might barely even notice a difference. I'm sure you will. But like talented voice actors, you know, they're talented voice actors (laughs) and you shouldn't be able to tell the difference. For sure. So I guess we'll just I don't know if we'll find out. I don't know if we'll ever be able to find out until NDAs. I I mean, I don't know if they expire. Honestly, I don't think they do. So. I mean, anything could happen over the weekend. So <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, like you well, said, this this kind of broke 
last week and it was just right there on the cusp so we weren't really 100% sure what was going on which is why we didn't really bring it up and I'm glad that I waited because that would have been something I instantly would have been like screw you screwing over your actors and all Mm. this kind of stuff so at least it's teaching me now to like wait a minute before I got react yeah 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 because there's been quite a few that after after all came out you're like damn I mean speaking of which and I was I was really taken aback by this. Not to, I don't want to go into great detail, but uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I feel like I have to sit back and just let everybody else have their a moment. And just mm-hmm. uh, did you hear Kevin Spacey got off? You know, I think I did hear some murmurings about something. I didn't look into it anymore because I think I've just written him off at this point. Yeah, well, apparently the uh, actor who brought the, the suit against him, the rape mm-hmm. allegations, uh, Anthony Rapp, who I always thought was a pretty decent human being. Yeah. Um, they did dismissed... I? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, from, from what I'm hearing, the dismissal in the case the reason kevin spacey got off is the actions this is how it was described the actions in which rap described how he was raped by spacey Uh were replicated in a film like that was the was a scene in a film and you could see like verbatim he's describing this moment that he had in the film or something to that effect. And it was just like, so because it sounds very similar to the scene in which he is in, in a film. Was Kevin Spacey in that scene? No. So this is just a different film. Okay. Right. I don't know. Just something about it didn't set right with me because I don't know. I don't. Uh, Yeah. We don't know these people. So it's so hard to know what to trust. But there were just so many little details that when you heard about Kevin Spacey and then you heard about other people like Brian Singer, you know, he's been caught in all this director, you know, and they work together in in Superman Returns. So I'm just sitting there connecting dots and I'm just sitting there going, huh, that's interesting. That's interesting. And you start to see a pattern. So I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, this seems right. And then now you're going to tell... What what threw me off, okay, it wasn't the fact that he got off, because it sounded like a legal technicality that some lawyer, you know, yeah, used and, and flipped out. it around. But what really kind of hit me hard is on Instagram, actor Mark Patton, who people may remember from Nightmare on Elm Street 2, his whole career got defined and destroyed because he was in the gay Nightmare on Elm Street film. Of course, okay, he's embraced that gay. now. Well, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, if you really, like, the very first time I watched it, there was, an, I was a teenager. Like overtones for people that were. Oh, it's, and it's, 100%, wanna... it's 100% a homosexual horror film. Oh. Without okay. a doubt. Maybe Without a doubt. Maybe it's like passed over my head. No, 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 no. <laughs> if you, it's been a while since if I've you, seen them all, to be fair, too. So. If you really watch it, it's it's blatant. Now, he, he again, he had to struggle with that there's a whole documentary you can watch on shutter called scream queen definitely worth that. checking I out saw it, saw it but passed by it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he came to spacey's defense and it was just like what 
And what I mean by his defense, he was pretty much saying, this is the situation. A man's career got ruined because of these accusations. I don't know the people involved just saying, and maybe that's what he was trying to say. Don't judge until the facts are out. No, we, we shouldn't be though. Yeah. But it was, it was odd because then it made me feel like, am I, am I wrong? And and did, is it all wrong? Who do I believe now? That's the, that's the problem. I really can't 100% say I'm on board with anyone's opinion anymore. (laughs) Like it's just, we're all doing the best we can with the information we get. And yeah. some of us don't read all of the information, you know, so I don't. And I mean, I like, you know. I we, mean, one would hope it's not just because of how gross and egregious that it would be to do that to another human being. Sure. You know, but I mean, people do that stuff to each other, unfortunately. So I don't know. It just it seemed like when you heard Bill Cosby, it was a little hard to, to fathom. But when I heard Kevin Spacey, I was like. <laughs> like there's something Oddly, about that yeah you, know? you were like i don't know why it, i loved him as an on-screen talent yeah but there was just something about it, it just seemed that, accurate like, you could believe it for some yeah. reason yeah maybe, maybe the parts he's taken like perhaps i don't know and <laughs> unfortunately and that's like i can see him doing that because we've seen him doing that yeah um, so again i don't i don't want to judge but i i guess it it really comes down you don't want to believe that the actress who was bayonetta is lying Right. Same with this situation. I Anthony Rapp, I, he, I follow him on social media. He seems like a great guy. I, you know, mm-hmm. I've known his acting career for years. Right. And I just, is he that you type hope? of person? Yeah, you would hope not, but. It just, it hits you the wrong way when you, your perceptions are shaken. Or to him and now he's trying to back out of the situation. You know, like that's where my brain starts to go then too. I'm like, is it the truth? Someone got to him. You said it was a technicality. So did it actually, you know. Yeah. But I overthink everything. But uh, I don't know. It was just. Anyway, but yeah. I, it, I'm hoping she's not, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to hate the corporation over the actor? Like you do, or I do. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I would sure. much rather hate, you know, the gobbling up corporation. But I just have a hard time believing Jennifer would have taken 4K flat myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. You know, so that's anyway. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I just wanted to chat with you about that because, like, voice actors, this coming out, is it making it worse, better? I don't know. Like, should we have those conversations about their pay? Probably. This is the reason why I always hate, like, NDAs and when you get jobs that say you're not allowed to discuss it. Well, it's because they want to pay everyone something different, and they don't want anyone to find out someone might be getting paid more for the same position. So I'm all against having the secrecy on what people get paid. Sure. Um, But NDA for, like, story stuff, of course. But, Mm -hmm. like... The rest of it always kind of sat bad with me because, you know, you're screwing over another actor, which is why you're making them sign an NDA. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also I understand you'll get higher rates when you're more established and all this kind of stuff. But I don't know. I wish them well. Yeah. Just leave Jennifer alone. Let Helena, I guess, move on as she says she wants to now at this point, And we'll see what their futures hold. And Bayonet is out October 28th. So I guess we'll see how many went to Bayonet or Charity. Certainly. On that date. Uh, I guess it's just all I could say about it being caught up in a bad situation. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the other thing that came out this week, I figured talk about it. It's spoopy season. It's October. Holy Silent Hill Newsweek, eh? Yeah. 
Did you see just like the plethora of new content that'll be coming out of that? It's kind of nuts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Silent Hill 2, um, there's a remake going on. Uh, They announced a whole new project uh, called Silent Hill F. Uh, They also announced a Silent Hill 2 movie. And then Silent Hill Townfall with Annapurna Interactive. So you want Silent Hill, baby? You're getting some Silent Hill, baby. Like, but we're not getting the Silent Hill we all wanted. (laughs) 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 Just saying. Yeah, true. Uh, So, yeah, so the last one with Annapurna looks like some sort of collaborative effort with interactive live stream platform Genvid Technologies. Um, Dead by Daylight Studio Behavior Interactive and DJ2 Entertainment, which specializes in adapting games for film and TV. So we've got like all the devs that I've heard of in, with okay. their hands in this pie. Um, so I watched the trailers, right? Mm-hmm. Let's check it out. Let's see what you're giving me. I watched the Silent Hill Ascension trailer. And of course, it told me nothing. But uh, <laughs> what we saw was a creature in armor in the darkness. And then there was like a text on screen, uh, like a test message. Mm-hmm. Um, this may be to elude you would be interacting maybe real time with the game or with other players. I'm trying to pretend like it told me stuff. I'm pretending to be a journalist here. Sure. This is what it means, right? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and maybe you make decisions on others in real time. Okay. Because it said face your trauma together. That was the message at the end. Uh, so it could just be a really dark choose your own adventure style game. I don't know. I guess we'll see in 2023 is what it looks like. A majority of this will be happening. Did you watch any of the trailers? Uh, no, I saw bits and pieces here and there. I, it wasn't that I guess it slipped by me. And suddenly everyone was talking about it. I was like, oh, Silent Hill. Cool. And I've just not that I've I, I dislike the series. I guess it's just never been one that I've gravitated towards. I've played. Sure. Which one did I play? I think it was one that was on the Wii, uh, Shattered Memories, which I think was okay. a, a remake or a port, maybe, of the original. From the, Yeah, something. Something to that effect, if if I remember hearing correctly. And I mean, I had fun with it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't drawn to it. Same with the movie. I watched it. I was like, eh. And I know people love it. I know yeah. people love it. And For people a horror were just, movie, I thought it was good. Yeah. Just, like, not even pretend, like take out the fact it's made from a video game right yeah but for me it just meh you know it just and maybe maybe i'll watch it at a bad time because i I could tell it came out what in 2008 2009 i was i was Uh, was gonna say it's been about 20 years at least i feel if it came out in that period that was my divorce period. I was, you know. So, my life wasn't great. Nothing yeah. would have made me happy. So. Exactly. There were very yeah. few things that I was enjoying at that time. That's fair. So Yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of other So maybe things. I need to, to give it a watch again. Maybe I'll have a new appreciation for it. You never mm-hmm. know. Or you, you know. can just wait for the next movie if you want to wait a little bit. And Perhaps. That, since weren't, there, doing that. weren't there two uh, movies already? Well, they're remade. Well, that's the other thing here is just that they um, they are revealing that there is another movie, Silent Hill 2 movie. There's not a great ton of information on all of the things that were announced other than like, um, you know, this is what we're working on. And I think the Ascension one, we will find out in 2023. It didn't say when 
2023. Mm-hmm. Um, the remake game was announced for a PS5 console exclusive and then probably eventually to PC, but piece, a PlayStation 5 gets it. So Bloober Team is rumored to be developing that one. Did I, And then... Oh, and they're even bringing back the same music artists and everything, which is what I thought people would be excited for because the score and the ambiance and everything was definitely um, a lot of the praises that I heard from it. So Akira Yamaoka. Sure. I'm so sorry. I wish I knew how to say these things right because I don't like butchering people's names. Uh, And the creature designer, uh, Mashiro Ito. So Mm. both worked on the original game. 20 something years ago. So they're coming back. So if you're a fan of the game and you wanted the remake, here you go. That maybe might make you a little bit more excited. Nice. To know some of the, you know, OG people were coming back. And then the other one was Silent Hill F, which looks like a brand new story um, set in Japan in the 1960s. So the trailer showed a young woman just making her way through the city streets and you see the plant growth. That's just kind of taking over the entire city um, and then eventually overtakes her. And then so she's like being trapped in it. And then you see her kind of trapped in the plant life. And it looks like she's floating on some water or something. And as the camera pans into her face, mm-hmm. it literally falls off. Her face just slides off. Weird. Yeah. And that's end scene. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, there you go for that one. Um, interesting. interesting. It was a very interesting trailer the way they set it up. So I don't know, Japan in the 60s. Maybe we're getting some more origin here about how all this came to be. Because um, I'm wondering if I wrote that about the movie and I put it in there. Because there was another reveal trailer that focused on um, a transmission received on a small like portable television with someone warning that punishment judgment are on the way. Uh, there was just numerous of like clips and images and footage of a seaside setting um so it's from the creators of stories untold and observation i played stories untold i had to look up observation because i was like maybe that's hinting to me how this would play Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um, like stories untold was kind of an fmv more point and click but observation looks like you were moving a character through so i don't know so I was wondering if that was going to be a hint at the play style or a more linear experience. But from what I can tell, I haven't played the other one. Hmm. Um, oh, here we go. The movie. So lastly, Return to Silent Hill. So returning from the Silent Hill 2006 movie. Ah. Christopher Gans was the director then and the director now. So there you go. Where the first film focused on the Twilight Zone exploration of the town. The second film, they're saying, is more firmly attached to the viewpoint of the protagonist. James Sunderland and his desperate search for his wife, Mary, and didn't want to comment anymore to avoid spoilers. This is directly from Christopher. So um, much more psychological horror than the first one is what they're claiming fear for it. So um, you might find some of the same creatures and say some of the strange terror sequences. Uh, First big interrogation and the first big terror Um, But then outside of that, they're repeatedly reiterating. They're aiming to respect the will of the author and the intent of the original story. I don't know if you liked the first one. It sounds like you're getting some of the same people back. So you might have the same feel just with better everything because you're doing it. What you said, 2006. So later now, almost 20 years. Certainly. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Lots of Silent Hill news. Mm -hmm. I figured spooky stuff, October, talk about spooky things. Um, I never played them. It was too much for me. Like I said, I played the one and that was it. And I feel like I watched the movie yeah. because I can watch horror movies stuff all day long. It's something about me controlling a horror game. <laughs> it's like, Because I remember the actress that was in it. I don't feel like I see her in a lot of stuff. I think Rada Mitchell is her name. She was in Pitch Black. I'm almost positive that was her. Uh, you might be right. I'm looking at it now. I'm trying to. Uh, Sean B. Now I forgot. Sean B. <laughs> Sean B. I'm sure he died. <laughs> Probably. That's his thing. Don't put it on Twitter, though. Hmm. Who was the name you were looking for? Rada Mitchell. Yep, yep. Yep. As Rose De Silva. Yeah. I remember her being in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. And then, yeah, there's absolutely nothing about the other one, of course, because we're still talking about it. But yeah, there you go. If you're a Silent Hill 2 fan, congratulations for your week. Mm hmm. Like, you must be over the moon because, dear Lord, announcing four different projects like that, like, holy crap. Sure. I guess there's an anniversary coming up. There has to be. Right? Oh yeah. Well, that's just this is Konami's thing here lately. We we just hey, we'll take advantage of an anniversary. True. Oh, us. True. But this one looks like crazy. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and uh, we'll see. I'll probably see the movie. I don't know if I care about the game or anything. Hmm. Um, or I'll watch someone play it. Yeah. The the Silent Hill F. I'm like I am a little intrigued, but again, we only got like maybe a little snippet that didn't really show any gameplay like we always do these days mm-hmm. just here's a portion of uh this part of the story by my game yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, <Snip what>? <laughs> i've been burned too many times before i think i was talking about silent hill townfall by the way ah, with annapurna gotcha, gotcha, because gotcha. i had it all i don't know what i did here looks like i hit enter and then moved my cursor and then continued to keep typing without knowing where my cursor left off because mm-hmm. lace because lace brain. Um, but that's all I saw that I even felt was close to uh, entertaining to want to chat with you about. So okay. what do you got? Well, I got go. two little things. And I actually have a headliner this week. Ooh, yay, yay. Uh But first, I wanted to talk about uh, two things. One, there was a Resident Evil showcase on Thursday for Sony. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, this was it was unexpected to me. I didn't see any announcements. And I just I happened to turn on. more about four. So now that makes sense. Yeah, I I turned on YouTube and then suddenly there were like several little blocks in different languages that said live and I was like, what the hell is this? So yeah. I clicked on it and I waited and mm-hmm. it was a Resident Evil showcase. Apparently they are doing uh, additional uh, content for Resident Evil 8 oh, and okay. they're adding a new story. Uh, if you haven't played 8, I would probably recommend you don't watch the trailer and look into oh, this content because yeah, it spoiled the shit out of the game for me. Uh, like the ending. Damn. And I was like, I, but on, again, guys. it's, it's DLC. So Still. I know. So I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess I know how that I game ends, that ends. Yeah, but great. the DLC continues the story. And, and you know, they, they do all that. That's kind of neat. If you're yeah. into that, they also announced, uh, I feel like there, there was that game, it's kind of like Mercenaries, that they came out with, Reverse or something. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They're doing new content updates with that for free if you own the games. Oh, okay. Nice. They're implementing a VR uh, uh, for Resident Evil 8, but they were talking about it on the PlayStation VR 2. They did not that would mention. That to me. 
Yeah, they didn't, didn't it initially. The first one was only PlayStation for VR for a bit too. On on seven, yes, you yeah. can play. Yeah, that that's what one. I thought. Hmm, okay. So as they were talking about the VR stuff, they were talking about it through the twos lens, which I thought was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Then there was something else they mentioned for this. Oh, I'm I'm kind of excited about this because this was one of my minor gripes for mm. Resident Evil 7 and probably one of the reasons I've been kind of hesitating to play Resident Evil 8. They have now added or are adding a third person mode. So now you do not have to play in first person. Kind so of back to the original form. Like Resident Evil 4, which they then introduced new footage, new gameplay, uh-huh. So you could actually see this. I know I've played Resident Evil 4 quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And God damn it, they sold me again. Did like, they now? I'm, I'm right. getting excited because you see all the new character models. They really, I mean, they look gorgeous. All the mm-hmm. characters, even some of the ones I was curious what they were going to look like. Mm-hmm. They've redesigned, but for the better. Right. And they've added new gameplay elements mm-hmm. that I was not expecting okay. because they were showing... Uh, the scene where Leon comes into that village and gets pretty much, you know, ransacked by all uh-huh. the villagers and they're coming after him. And they show the the chainsaw guy and he's sitting there just coming after him. And Leon's kicking, he's shooting, he's stabbing, he's doing all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And here comes that chainsaw and I was like, oh shit, he's dead. Leon puts up his knife and blocks the chainsaw. And I was like, holy shit, that's what? new. Yeah. So now you have the ability to block the chainsaw. And I was like, because that was like instant death. Yeah. You just had to cry. Yeah. So they've, they've <laughs> implemented new gameplay elements to kind of keep it fresh. And, and they, they went into greater detail about some of your inventory management. Mm-hmm. Uh, how you, you can even craft uh, ammo now. Which I was like... Are they nerfing it, though? It didn't seem that way. I mean, I guess you could see it that way, but I don't think so. I think it might be able... It might be something to kind of help um, alleviate some of the... Maybe they've added more challenge to it, and they're just... It's like, here's a way to kind of balance that out a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. It's like, kids these days won't know the struggle. (laughs) But I'm sure they'll have settings where you you can't do that. Go back to the OG. Yeah, yeah, why not? I do remember now seeing a little bit from that because um, somebody posted a video about how you can no longer save the dog. Yeah, which... I think Troidal posted that. And I was like, yeah. what? Oh, it might have been. Yeah. I, I saw him retweet it or something. But yeah, I was like, oh, what? Yeah, that is, that's messed up. I that mean, is messed up. Why not? Because the dog comes and saves you. It's not like it was some I little thought, okay, arbitrary moment Yeah, in I, the game. I was wondering if I was remembering that properly because I was like, I thought that that would, yeah, okay, so but it was in there. But in all fairness, whatever they've done to kind of recreate the game, it might have felt it does have a more darker feel, inconsequential because when you come into that cabin, this is how it felt from the gameplay footage they were showing. Uh-huh. That initial cabin you walk to and you encounter that first guy, uh-huh. it just it was like a two room cabin, I think. It was very simple. Mm-hmm. And now it seems like you go down into a basement and you walk, like it seems much larger than okay. the initial cabin. So it feels like you're not just going to go in and bump into a guy. It seems like you're going to explore it and then get attacked. That's at least how it came off to me just from the gameplay footage. So maybe they've kind of expanded and tweaked 
how the story progresses while still adhering to the narrative. Okay. Well, I guess give it a shot before I... Think yeah, it is. It, but it is sad. It's sad. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just let us see? So, okay. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I guess if you wanted to go pre-order it, it's it's available. I think it's coming out in March, Resident Evil 4. Interesting. So, March 2023. I felt okay. like there was a date. 23rd, maybe? I could be wrong. I'm just... I'm pulling yeah. from memory. And I know I could Google search it, but I don't have time. Uh... <laughs> And the, the last thing I want to talk about before we jump into a headliner is, did you hear March that? March 24th. March 24th. See, I was close. There you go. Yeah. Gotham Knights. I was looking forward to playing that, and then I heard it's broken, so. Already? Yeah. What the hell is up with this here lately? Why are AAA studios releasing these broken-ass games? I don't know. And you would think that you have had any eyes or literacy in the gaming industry over the last several years. Yeah. Read the room. Yeah. Do not release broken shit. Yeah. Like, we're paying better attention. You're asking for more dollars for yeah. the same experience, by the way. You decided it's fair to charge us 10 more dollars with the new generation of consoles. Mm-hmm. So, which means PC, we <clears> had to pay it too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm downloading it. I'm not getting a physical good. <laughs> but, I mean, I was seeing this footage on IGN and I was like, I no. If I'm playing that game and that's the shit, forget it. I'm turning yeah. it off because it was that choppy. Oh, like losing uh, frames uh, and. Oh yeah. Oh. I was like, no, 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 was no. Was it console or PC you were watching? I'm just curious. I, I don't remember. They were showing various bits from it, uh, but I couldn't remember what they were like showing. Like PC, I'm used to seeing that because if they start it for console, like people barely optimize it well for PC or vice versa. But, so that's why I was wondering. <clears throat> But that was one thing that it, the the reviewer was talking about. He said even at 30 frames per second, it was horrible. So you can only imagine something in performance uh, mode at 60 frames. Like anything less no. than 60 anymore. So if you can't even do 30 yeah, proper, then screw that. What are you doing? I don't know. It's well, just I, it's starting to make me wonder. You have to have QA. Are you hiring bad QA, <clears throat> or is nobody taking the advice of the QA when they find something? Like one of those two has to be true. Like either your QA is garbage, or they're bringing all of this stuff to you, and you're choosing to do nothing with it. Yeah, because it's going to delay your project. But like, yeah, I don't but know. Hey, I work. This is in- why I say don't pre-order crap anymore. Don't give them their money. It took your money. No, until no, no. You have a fully released product. Yeah, this is actually keeping me from pre-ordering a lot here yeah. lately. Unless I, I feel... But even even to some degree, I'm hesitant. Even with a studio that I feel confident would release mm-hmm. something proper, it still gives you hesitation. Because what if this is their day? What if this yep. is their time where they're just Look like, no, CD no, no. Project Red did. Nobody expected that to happen. Yeah. With and the that way, was... Uh, cyberpunk was released but i mean you see that the game is still going strong and, and better I guess than ever maybe that's the They're no man skying it i guess that's the new turn of phrase i guess i i think that's the way she was like yeah just screw it who cares they'll still play it they'll still come for it they want it we'll fix it later which is sad because they're probably true <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who just complain they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna but in silent i'm sure they're still buying it mm-hmm. you know I still stick to my guns. I have not paid a dime for Marvel's Avengers. And I, there you I, go. I've just no played need. it for free. Yep. Technically. Story time. Yeah. Story time. No, I, I, I wanted to work on this. I was trying to think of a story that would kind of be, you know, 
something in relation to the holiday because it's Halloween season, spooky season or whatever. And I was trying to think what would be a fun story to kind of explore during the spooky season. So I did a little digging and I, you know, it was interesting because as I researched the story, I was kind of baffled by a lack of certain details because you know, I thought there would be a plethora of information. The, the game okay. that I was looking to research has been out for quite a while. And I thought, you know, there there's stories about game developments of all these other popular games. Mm-hmm. I should be able to find something about this. Especially considering this is not a franchise that was just like one and done. This is a franchise that has longevity to this day. And when I went searching and I was like, history of this game... Mm-hmm. I kept getting game lore history. So it's like, oh, well, here's here's the story about the game and its lore. And I was like, no, no, no. Behind the scenes. Development yeah. history. I don't give a shit yeah. about How the game history. <laughs> but then I surfaced one minor detail that could have explained the why. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't want to spin that back. So let's rewind back to Osaka 1983 where we find program programmer. See, I'm go- I thought I was worried about screwing up his name, and I couldn't even say the word programmer. <laughs> Words. We find programmer Hitoshi Akamatsu working at Konami's arcade division. One of his earliest works was the vertical shooter Finalizer Super Transformation. Don't know this one at all. <laughs> okay, yeah. No. Uh, now, although that game released in 1985, there's... A gap. You know, we say he was there in 1983, but that was a game that released in 1985. There's a two-year gap unaccounted for. Why, you may ask? Well, back in the early days, programmers used aliases. Sometimes for various reasons. It could be a very ridiculous alias. If anyone remembers seeing Yuka-chan's papa in Mega Man, I was like, who the (laughs) fuck is that? Don't know. A name they wanted to stick. And sometimes their work would just go uncredited. You know, you wouldn't even see their names at all. It would just be like, hey, you beat the game. Congrats. Right. And then that's it. We're done. Some start over. (laughs) Yeah. Some speculate uh, that this was done by the companies to kind of keep their in-house talent from being identified and then snatched by another development house. It's like, no, we got this talent. You don't need to let people know who it is Mm because they're good. And someone could come up and offer them something better. No, we got to keep them here. So don't tell people who it is. That's the speculation. Okay. Seems That seems fairly logical. So I kind of buy that. Now, in any case, Akamatsu's work was impressive enough that he was moved from the arcade division to the console division to help create games for the hot new item on the market. Can you guess what it is? Nintendo? Yes. Or the Famicom, whichever you want to call it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Either way, it's the same thing. (laughs) I shouldn't have to spell that out because, you know, this is where we are. You know, this is the 80s. Of course, it's Nintendo. Yep. Now, in 1986, Akamatsu began work on his directorial debut. But what kind of game would this be? Now, during the planning stages, Akamatsu began pulling from his other passion, film. He began jotting down various ideas from this passion to craft something unique. Mm-hmm. One of Akamatsu's favorite filmmakers at the time was Steven Spielberg, who was cranking out hit after hit at this point in his career. 
He was the hot director, and one of his favorite Spielberg films was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, all right. So inspiration began with that adventurous type character. What could I do that would be like that? And Mm -hmm. trying to work that in. In fact, he loved that movie so much that he insisted that the character use a whip as his primary weapon. Mm -hmm. Just like Indiana Jones. Yeah. But when it came to story, various ideas came about, but he just couldn't quite crack that adventurous code you know he's like what what do i need so he began pulling from his other love classic horror and that's where the idea really took shape because what would it be like to actually play in a house of horrors what would it be like to actually face off against a mummy a wolf man a gill man a medusa a frankenstein's monster and even dracula himself mm. once he posed that question The idea took shape. And with that, the earliest, or one of the earliest, horror games was born. Obviously, I'm speaking, of course, about Indiana Jones and the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. Are you really? You thought I was going to say Castlevania, didn't you? Oh, I totally did. I 100% thought you were setting me up for a Castlevania reveal. Yep. Of course you did, because that's the game I'm talking about, okay? Okay, because I was like, you've got to be a liar right now. <laughs> but the game wasn't all Akamatsu. You had... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh-oh, your turn. I can do this. Kinuyoi. Kinuyo. 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 Yamashita. Kinuyo Yamashita and Satoe. Terashima. Okay. I was going to say, you studied the language at least a little bit. You have a better chance than I do. I'm still trying to study it. I just, you know, time is getting away from me. They crafted a memorable score for the game that contains several memorable pieces that are still used and covered to this day. While Konami was eager for a sequel, Akamatsu was then tasked to work on another game that was actually based on a movie. But we'll get to that in a moment. Now, another thing to kind of uh, touch on that I forgot to mention, but it kind of reminded me as I was looking into this or as I was talking about it, uh-huh. is where we said that the credits, you know, they people went uncredited. Sure, yeah. But his love for the genre, if you go and watch the credits for Castlevania, every character is a character played by somebody and it's a fake name that's a homage to the actors and actresses and things like that so very i mean you could you could feel akamatsu's love and passion put into that project especially looking at the end credits but we'll we'll continue i just wanted to kind of point that out because i meant to work it in and apparently i didn't damn me for doing it (laughs) it's okay I was, I, you know, the story just flows and I just kind of keep it going. That's how these things work. Yeah. Anyway, he was, as I said, tasked to work on another game. Now, it is unknown what contributions Akamatsu made to this particular title, even though he can be found listed as the game directors and one of the programmers, but I've heard this is unconfirmed. Mm. So, yeah. However, his passion for film made him the perfect choice to craft a follow-up story to The Goonies. Now, did you know, and I had my mind blown 
This is, again, something I didn't have in the story. It was something I actually learned before we started recording this today. Just now, huh? Okay, earlier today. Did you know, as I said, this is a follow-up to The Goonies. So it's The Goonies 2. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought I had played that game. Okay? I thought mm-hmm. at some point I had played The Goonies 2. However, I found out that perhaps I had not. I had played The Goonies which I didn't realize there were two games. I just, I thought The Goonies 2 was the game, and then it was was called The Goonies 2 because it was supposed to be a sequel, you know, unofficially to the movie. I thought that was the thing. No, there were two games. That's why there's The Goonies and The Goonies 2. The Goonies is the game I played, which never came out on home release. It was in the arcades on those Play Uh, 10 or Play Choice 10 machines. Okay, yeah. And you pop in your quarter and you'd be like, here's here's a selection of Nintendo games, play it. And you can play like Super Mario Brothers or whatever, but on yeah. a time limit. Apparently that's the game I played because I was I swore up and down that it was the Goonies too. I have and then a I saw memory of playing this. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking at it and especially the opening bit mm-hmm. of the Goonies. It was you're you're it looks like you're in a, a cabin or a ship or something like that, and there's mice running around and there's door and it was like, This seems like the game I've played. Uh-huh. And I again, I do remember playing it at the the Play Choice Ten, but for some reason, I equated that as the Goonies Two. Okay. Well. And then I saw the gameplay for the Goonies Two, and that's not the game I played. So my mind was just blown. I was like, "Holy shit!" So Our I did play that. <coughs> do us wrong sometimes, man. Yeah. So anyway, we're not talking about the Goonies. It was just something I thought. Jeremy yeah. Parrish, that guy again. You know, he's yeah. he's. I love his stuff. We're going to have to get him on the show. I'm going to have to reach out. You really should. Uh, the story of the game was made to be a direct sequel to the original film. So having the Fratellis escape from prison, go after Mikey and his friends, kidnapping and whatnot. And there's certain elements that were in the original game that were kind of like that too. Now, seeing as how Spielberg was a... I don't know if he was a credited author. I don't know. I know he yeah. had... He had he was kind of a co-author to the story. He had input. And obviously he was a uh, producer on the film since Ablin was one of the uh, producers behind it. Mm-hmm. People don't care about that. Anyway, it could easily... <laughs> you could easily believe that this would a dream project for Akamatsu, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. Spielberg's one of his babies and he's like, oh, I get to work on that. That would be awesome. So I would, I would like to think that he had... You know, if he was director of the game, it wouldn't surprise me a bit. I feel like, you know, his passion for film made him proper. Mm-hmm. The game released in 1987 and was a pretty modest hit. Now, once it released, Akamatsu was back in the director's chair for the follow-up to his big hit. However, Akamatsu wasn't really satisfied with just rehashing what he'd done in Castlevania before. Mm-hmm. So, Simon's Quest needed to be something completely different something that just made it stand out so instead of a haunted house theme he kind of chose to turn this platformer into a sprawling rpg kind of in the vein of the original so elements that would kind of carry over but then you could do something different Mm -hmm. and while this was a unique approach it also kind of left a bad impression on players due to the confusing nature of the game's puzzles Um. This is even more frustrating to Western audiences 
as the translation team did a piss-poor job at interpretation and left many befuddled. In uh, fact, some of the NPCs flat-out lied to your face. <laughs> what? Like, yes. they translated that poorly? Yes. No, no wonder we had trouble then. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and in fact, this was so bad, we parodied it. We did a parody of it in the third episode of Super Mega Crash Adventure. So go check that out <laughs> if you haven't for some reason. Because we nice. used a lot of that, that dialogue. Uh, luckily, this misstep wasn't a massive disaster. Mm-hmm. And it even inspired Koji Igarashi's Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is a very oh, yeah. popular game. Mm-hmm. However, Akamatsu wasn't really rushing back to the franchise. You know, it was just kind of like a disappointment. So after Simon's Quest, he you know, contributed to a few other games like Dragon Scroll and Metal Gear 2 Snake's Revenge. Mm-hmm. And like all things, you return to that which you love. And in 1989, Akamatsu mm-hmm. returned to Castlevania for a third entry, Dracula's Curse. This is a prequel, unlike the other game, despite it being labeled three. So just, you know, don't don't get... Because when I see part three, I'm assuming we're stepping <laughs> forward, not uh, going backwards. Two. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this is a prequel. So anyway, it's not the last time you'll ever see that shit happen either. Mm-hmm. Learning <laughs> from previous games, he combined elements from part one and from part two to once again create something unique. This time, instead of playing just as the ancestor Trevor Belmont, you could choose from a variety of characters, each with their own strengths and weaknesses. Now, much like the American version of Super Mario Bros. 2, a.k.a. Yumi Kojo Doki Doki Panic, which we all know. Yep, yep. The game presented a selection of characters with unique abilities. So Trevor plays very much like Simon Belmont before him. Mm. Sifa uh, has a weak physical attack power, but a very powerful elemental magic spell. Grant can climb on walls. He can change direction mid-jump, which was something never before seen at games Mm. or in games at that time. And then you had Alucard, who could shoot fireballs and transform into a bat. So, a lot of variety. And I remember reading about this in Nintendo Power at the time, going, holy crap, the things you could do, that's amazing. Yeah. I know it seems very, (laughs) very simplistic by today's... We got to see these things as it evolved. Yeah. It was crazy. That, I mean, you're sitting there telling me I can choose all these different characters and they all have different abilities. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, dude. I'm I'm so in. Because that changes how you play the game. Yeah. You know, how you can approach. And that's even part of the fun of the game. Because the mechanics were described as a you you have Trevor and then you take a companion. And then you have these multiple paths in which you can go down. And depending on the characters you have, that's how you get there. So mm-hmm. it's your way of playing. And that's something, again, we had not really seen at that time. Everything was mm-hmm. so linear. So they he yeah. gave you options. And whatever works best for you. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's so wonderful. And I don't think... Thinking about it now, I don't remember, or I can't think of a game in recent memory mm-hmm. where the game's mechanics just brought so something new to the table that I was just like, holy shit, I have to play this game. Yeah. You know, like really thinking back on it, games like that, the last game, I mean, 
because I was even thinking of, of other games that I was kind of excited about. Kind of like, uh, um, oh shit, what's the name of the shark game? Maneater? Maneater, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was excited to play the game. And I don't really know if it was the mechanics per se. It was just, you're saying I get to play as a shark. Right. That's not really a mechanic no. in my head. No, you know no. what I mean? That's so, just a new protagonist. Yeah, so Ish. you're... Settings different. I get to play as a shark, mm-hmm. and and that's what excites me about that. So not the mechanic. You just like the, a new niche. Someone bringing something right. new to the table. Yeah. As far as mechanics go, and I really try to dig, and and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I was trying to think. Last time I remember reading deeply about a, a game's mechanics, that I was just like, oh my god, I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Two, the oh. based on the movie. Because yeah. this was the first time they said, we're building New York City. You were going to get to uh, swing through yeah. New York City. And I'm sitting here reading this going, are you shitting me? Right. I get to I get to roam. I get to swing around New York City mm-hmm. as Spider-Man. Oh, my God. Like, the excitement. I play yeah. that game so much. Oh, yeah. Because. Half the time, all I would do is just swing around because I can't. Yeah, because you can. It was just fun. Yeah. And guess what? It's still fun to this day. Like I will put. Pl- I'll sometimes play Insomniac Spider Man, mm-hmm. just because I want to go web swinging. Yeah. You know, for no other reason. Yeah. yeah. And and all they've done is get better in each interpretation. That's what I, I give props. They're working on another one too, ain't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I give them props for for every developer who's taken that formula. Mm-hmm. From where Treyarch started and then where they've gotten to now. I mean, that to me was just like yeah, groundbreaking. Yeah. So I was so excited. Anyway, this new formula paid off. Because we're not talking about Spider-Man. Uh, and it revitalized the franchise. Critics, players alike, they praised this entry. And it became a fan favorite of the franchise. And in yeah. fact, he put in... Like if you've ever played the game, you'll see like the the... The video footage, like uh, the film strip edges, oh yeah, yeah, during certain clips and stuff like that. That's again applying his his love for film and that that genre. Mm-hmm. And so much of this game became the basis for the recent Netflix series Castlevania. Oh. I mean, this is where it pulled from. Okay, so it was huge. Yeah, but Konami didn't see it that way. You see, there was this other game that came out around the same time, and it featured these characters that were really popular at the time. They were kind of green. They they fought with ninja skills. They loved pizza. pizza yeah. You you may have heard of this passing fad called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I, you know, you know, I I think so. That yeah. actually does sound familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Konami had this, you know, they had licensed this IP and they produced uh, a game under its ultra label and it did like so well, you know, even though people hated the mechanics of the game. Uh, and it was just, it was doing so much better than this Castlevania thing. I mean, that's, that's old news. Yeah. You know, we're moving new, on. Yeah. Ninja Turtles. That's the way to go. So during this period, Akamatsu left the console division and he returned back to arcades. Okay. Uh, there was some speculation about this. Uh, some stated that he was unhappy that his creation was just suddenly brushed aside and underappreciated because the company was like Ninja Turtles, man. Yeah. Fuck Castlevania, Ninja Turtles. 
And, you know, it just it felt like you put your heart and soul into something and no sure. one gave a damn. I feel that 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, others have said that this move was a punishment from Konami because his game underperformed. But that also feels kind of unfair because it's not his fault that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are more popular. Yeah, it's not like know? bad luck. But... <clears throat> so I, I, mean, really. I personally would like to believe that um, he just, you know, he, he moved away. I, I mean, if Kon- I'm not saying Konami is great. We'll get to that. I just... You know, based on the way it's kind of... I, I think I would have been a little disillusioned and be like, eh. Yeah. Anyway, you may be noticing a pattern in much of my reporting here that I've not been entirely definitive about certain moments of Akamatsu's history. Mm-hmm. Well, this is because after his move back to arcade games, Akamatsu seemed to have very little drive. He even abruptly exited a project while still in development and oh. became a clerk at Konami, at, like at a Konami game center. Huh. He just said, I'm out. I would rather just go buy, be, oof. Yeah, be a clerk. Why not? I don't want to make them anymore. I just want to sell them. And then in 1997, he found his way back to directing games, uh, new, new games with an unknown game developer. Now, <clears throat> I say unknown because I have never heard of this company. And I did not want to attempt pronouncing their name so uh anyway if akamatsu uh moved on to this unknown company this unknown company but if you want to go look them up they uh, made this game called way the way of fishing it's a whole series of games exciting oh yes it's a fishing simulator uh that came out for the playstation and that was like their specialty they they fishing the way of fishing was that was their game And, oh man, they they made quite a few. Akamatsu remained with this unknown company for several years. (laughs) Then suddenly he just up and left the business in the early 2000s. And since then, no one has heard of him. Really? No one knows where he is. No one knows how to get in touch with him. That's why the... Unless he'd be too old by now, would it be realistic for him to have passed by old age? I mean, it's possible, but I don't think he's much older than a lot of the other guys in the business right now. Oh, okay. He would be his 50s, 60s. So, I mean, again, it's it's not unheard of because we've lost a few already, but but I feel like we would have heard, you know, his name is out there, so we know his name, but as, as I say that... This seems to be why there is no official record of the development history of Castlevania. Why there is nothing in great detail. Because this the snippets that are out there are from people who knew him and were maybe kind of sort of involved, but they weren't the deriving force behind it. He sure. was the driving force behind the game. And from the story presented, I tend to believe this is a man who put everything into a project, into this series, uh-huh. and just watch it. Go and appreciate it three different times because the first game it wasn't a bad hit. like it wasn't a huge hit it was a game uh-huh. that came out and people was like oh yeah yeah play that but it wasn't like this massive hit but enough of a hit to be like okay well, let's just do another one let's see how it goes and then he tries something new and what happens eh don't like it because it's too different I don't like different and then you do 
a third one. You kind of go back to the roots of that and you try new mechanics and you try to introduce things that worked in the last game, things that didn't work and take that stuff out and you try to do something wholly unique Mm -hmm. and then it gets overshadowed by fucking Ninja Turtles. (laughs) True. I mean, in that moment, I'd probably be a little pissed off. Like, mine's a creative vision. So, (laughs) in my opinion... I feel like he became disillusioned with the industry and said to hell with it. I hope that over the decades he has seen how his creation has grown and see that fans love his games and that it spawned other games. Like his his passion, his desire Mm -hmm. built a franchise. That still exists to this day. There have been terrible games, don't get me wrong, but they were not his. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have found a newfound appreciation for Simon's Quest. Yeah. It 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 does have its (laughs) faults, but I think people have that's not his fault. You know, the translation team, that's that wasn't him. Yeah, you definitely need good localization or (laughs) you know, so people can understand how to play your game. Akamatsu san. Mm-hmm. We featured it in that episode. I mentioned your game, your creation. Yeah. That was the basis of that episode. Mm-hmm. That is a love letter, if anything, because we utilize so many different details. Yep. And it's just a fun episode. And it's a fun episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that the title of his game is one half of a name, of a gaming genre, should prove... The legacy of the creation he made. Mm-hmm. Metroidvania wouldn't exist without Castlevania. Yeah. One half. So Hitoshi Akamatsu, wherever you are in this world, you know, if, if this should get to you by some sheer coincidence or sheer force of will, I yeah. will it. Thank you for Castlevania. The industry is better mm-hmm. because of your contributions to it, not what Konami has chosen to do with it. And continues to do with other other num- names they have. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't get a dime out of that anniversary collection. Oh, probably not. But again, uh, I mean, they could just be like, well, we don't know where he's at, so we can't send him a check. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that probably, too. <laughs> but still, do you think Konami would... Like, no. actively go out of their way to try to do it? No. no Hell no. <laughs> no. Anyway, but yes, there it is, everyone. A little... Well, thank you. I hope you're doing well also, because I can remember playing a lot of Castlevania. And in fact, um, I remember in the third grade having to spend, like, a couple days in the hospital, and they wheeled me in a TV with a Nintendo, and I played me some Castlevania. Right. So it helped me pass the time uh, while I was sick and in the hospital in, like, the third grade. So it was great. Nice. I think it was third grade. I don't know. I was little. <laughs> and some moments like that, I wish we could get sick and just stay home and play video games. But not yeah, that I, I want to really be sick. I was happy the hospital had a TV and a game station to like wheel in because we were still back on like CRT TVs. You know? mm. <laughs> so it's just like bringing that whole thing in. Hey, we just got to get to November, baby. I'm just, oh, uh, 
So ready for a break. Anyway, ready, continue. ready, ready, ready. You'll get it. Anyway, <laughs> well, that's our show. Then you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash or go over to Instagram to view the weekly icon art Stephen puts his time and love into. Uh, you can send an email at Super Mega Crash at, I should say two, right? That's grammatically really was hard to say. Email to Super Mega Crash oh, at okay. gmail.com. Maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred podcast app and even by going to patreon.com for forward slash pencil and paper productions and go on over to youtube.com forward slash pencil and paper productions for just more fun entertainment. Um, and we're getting better at discord and you can help make us great by coming on over. Links are in the description below. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. I am Lacey Finley. I'm Stephen White. And you could join us again next time. Super mega crash siblings. But until then game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.